Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Yes, sirree. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, did you, it, it's about trauma, Tom. Did you, did you know? <laughs> did I, I, it, was, it was a little difficult to tell because it was cloaked in the metaphor of her specific trauma. But yes. I eventually caught on that, yes, the movie is about trauma. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello. Uh, my name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched Smile. Smeal. More like frown, am yeah. I right? Hi. I know you're nervous. I just want to have a chat. I'm seeing something no one else can see except for me. It's smiling at me. More like sourpuss. Mmm. Nah. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> First of all, big thank you to Barry Tumath. Uh, Barry Tumath, they were the ones who uh, made this happen. I believe right. they, 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 they sensed... Were... Oh, go ahead. Oh, they... I think they, they probably overheard me or you saying, talking about how we're not going to watch this movie. And they were like, uh-uh. <laughs> Think again, assholes. <laughs> yeah. Nope. You're going to watch this. Yeah. Because I did. I avoided this movie for so long, Tom. Yeah. I just wasn't super interested um, because it looked... the tra- every scare in the trailer I recognized from another movie. Yeah. It looked so mediocre. And I generally, I don't like hating horror movies because no. i i hope to write one one day and so it's like every horror movie i i publicly hate is like a bridge burn right yeah it's not <laughs> something that um uh, we get super excited to do nobody sits down to a movie and wanting to not like it that's a waste of time right and in fact i started trying to do compliments of this movie my oh. compliments were like oh nice opening shot or like well, oh i like that they did the pink walls um let me let me let me pause that thought for just a second and hit you with what may be an unexpected uh uh a hot a hot take hot take uh i thought this movie was fine okay i didn't (laughs) sure here's here's the thing um the movie is technically fine you're right in fact i think the movie is good at times the reason why is because it just takes from every other horror movie just every literally every scare yeah, this just movie about is, is I, identifiably I, from another movie. I wrote them all down. I could, okay. I could, I could, I could, I could do a tweet storm of this um, because this movie, as far as I'm concerned, is kind of a grift. Um, it feels like it was made by an algorithm. It so Jason Bloom actually said that the success of this movie made him think that a horror bubble is ha- happening, um, and he didn't really specify too much what he meant by that. But I think. He might have sensed how mediocre this movie actually was, even though, you know, obviously he produced it. And it uh, did my, well. Yeah. And, and that's the thing that bothers me is that it's a grift and it worked. Um, it's, yeah. It reminded me of like the scary movie films where it's like, oh, you're spoofing <laughs> horror movies, but you're doing it uh, seriously. Oh, in this film, you're saying is yeah. doing it seriously. 
Yeah, I think, I guess so. Yeah, I think that's that's technically true. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call it a grift. I just think... I don't the, think they set out to grift, like, but it it's, felt like a grift. Because you mentioned <laughs> you were, like, at some points trying to come up with praise for the film. And I think it's, in uh, some spots, it's genuinely well-directed. So I don't think this I, is, like, an untalented filmmaker. It's just all of the... I don't know much about him. Um, well, but I, all of I, the... Yeah, I just I just wanted oh, no, to say that all of the scares are just are really are just lifted from other movies and i'm not talking about just we don't mean that it's just like a jump scare in a similar way or or staged in a similar location it's like the the scare itself and then the context around the scare are kind of the same as the other movies it's sort of the thing that sometimes angers me with tarantino which is like he'll homage so much that it's like Give me like you're just taking from other things. Yeah, well, yeah now this you're is just that, doing the thing. Yeah, right. This is just ramped up to. Uh, yeah, Family Guy does that too, where they'll like just use a joke. <laughs> it's like, is that an homage? Because people might not remember where that joke came from. So you're just kind of stealing right. it. It did feel a little bit like that because the two the two biggest ones that I noticed was there the the neck swinging thing is from Terrified, which is uh, an Argentinian horror film, I believe. Um, yes, and then that's in the trailer. The uh, the woman on the phone saying "Look behind you" um, is from that Netflix show Marianne, Marianne. which is French. Yes, so uh, it's those... like it, so both. I just wanted to say it, what the the part of me that would say that oh this movie feels kind of grifty is because those two scares that I noticed are specifically from foreign films or from not American yeah. films. So it's like I wonder if this dude just thought nobody would notice. Right. So. That's the thing. It's a bad grift because there's some where it's like they do literally. Okay, let's. I'll go through the list. Um, so you <laughs> sure, just mentioned yeah. Marianne. I I flagged that. That's the idea of someone calling like nine one one or an assistance, and then you realize the voice and the voice. Uh, so I I also want to note it's copying every single version, but worse and more <laughs> and more rushed. And more that's, obvious. That's, yeah, more obvious because what in Marianne what it is is it's like this slow burn realizing this. And then it goes. It does the like look around the room, and then the voice is like, "Can you see me?" While she's looking around the room, and I'm just like, "That was terrifying." In this, the voice just goes like, "Look behind you," and it's like, "Ah, oh, fuck's sake!" Like, and it's the exact it's the exact same idea. It's look around. I'm here. So that that's what you mean about the context, which is that yeah, it's not just that they take the concept. Um, so that's one, Marianne. And it's not um, it, to be clear. It's not ineffective the way it's done in the film. It's still is like that scene is still like ooh effective. it's tense but yeah it's it's much less effective because i've seen it done uh better better like yep. the exact thing done yep. better terrified is when the person comes to the car and their head flips down there's also yep. like evil dead in that because the smile is very evil dead i noticed um so that's in the trailer um witch in the window there's a scene where a character is in front of her and then she gets a call from that same person realizing that the person in front of her is not is not there that, that's for witch in the window person, yeah. a, a, also an indie film and it's done way better in that film in this it felt rushed again because like why would the therapist call it that time like the idea is her therapist comes to visit her to check if she's okay and then she gets a call and it's like hi i'm your therapist i'm just calling to check and it's like oh, so whoa. like forced and weird um yeah so that's the um yeah witch in the window does that better um, the, I mean, there's a lot of little things, but, um, uh, there's, uh, the ring, 
They do straight out of the ring. They do a person say, I saw his face, and it does a hard cut to someone with their jaw fucked up. Yep. Fangle uh, jaw. Exactly like the, the ring. And that was the one. Fangle jaw. <laughs> that was the one where I was like, surely you know other people. This is like that film yesterday. Except the the director doesn't realize that the horror movies still exist. Right, you know what I mean? In, it's the inverse of that. Yeah, <laughs> where? where it's like they're ripping off things that's like people remember this movie. They remember the ring. That's the most memorable thing. They do the ring thing. Literally, the person says, "I saw their face." Exactly the line from the ring, and then they do the cut. Um, yeah, the a cut person with drawing no, with no sound specifically to a quick shot of the fangle fangle jawed corpse. Right. Also, there's more similarities. The entire plot of the ring is basically in this. Um, they, to the point that I knew how it would end because it's, hey, it's my ex-boyfriend. I'm going to you. I have five days before this thing happens to me. This person believes me. And I was like, oh, you're going to pass it on to him because that's yeah. what happened in the ring. <laughs> like, that's what happened in the ring. So I know you're going to do it in this because you're just copying it. And sure enough, that's what happened. Um, the, uh, the person drawing a demon that's from a lot of things. I know that um, was I. I laughed out loud when they watched. Yeah, because <laughs> the the way the movie sets this up is kind of patient zero at one point, uh, but we find out that this that the line actually goes way 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 further back than this dude. But like the um, our main character, she catches this demon from this uh, woman who comes rushing in there uh, just in real real dire straits, and right. she got it from witnessing this professor. Uh, beat himself to death with a hammer at college like four days ago. So uh, our main character goes to the professor's widow uh, to talk to her in her home, and, and and she's talking to her about, like, did did your husband say or do anything weird or describe what he was experiencing? And she gives her yeah. this look and is like, follow me. And they open up this den of horrors where it's just, he's been feverishly sketching this smiling demon. Right. Which, again, <laughs> like, every and they tell, cliche... Well, and they also, the, a problem I just realized is that they tell us, they establish that it kills you within a week if you don't pass it uh, on to somebody else by killing somebody in front of somebody else that it passed through that way. So nobody has lasted longer than a week and most people last four days. So this, my man was cranking out all those drawings in and less like, than a is. week. Yeah. <laughs> ridiculous it's incredible right also i i mean i'm not done talking about comparisons, i know i just i just wanted but, to hit pause oh, no, and unpack no. that's that one but that is one that is yeah and again done way worse there's a part where i listed them off they went in order upside down car shot from devil or whatever there's many movies that do that upside down city they do straight to uh back of the head shower shot from the grudge um, straight to a refrigerator door horror shot that's from name your pick your movie that then goes into a it follows slow pan shot that goes into a hereditary shot of the image barely in the dark scene and you can see it all like again it really feels like a like a chat chat cpd or whatever fucking doing a, a horror movie like it, it, right. it's like it's just taking things it's from frankensteining things from other films yeah and i want to talk about first of all it's less subtle her heredity throughout to a point that someone's like your condition is hereditary right. it's like not they're just even yelling a, it it's not even a metaphor like the idea yeah. of the movie is that the demon is supposed to represent trauma and what happens if you don't deal with it right if like you put on a let's say a fake smile and just you know push it down you know it's yeah but um the way they explain this in the movie is, uh, as a little girl, our main character witnessed her mom commit suicide. 
And now decades right. later, she's being haunted by a demon that that's exactly how it passes along. So it's like her exact trauma is just what this demon does. Like, right. hey, you're going to witness somebody kill yourself. And they so, just say it. They just it's, say it's, it. It's just, it's just what it is. Yeah. Literally, someone says, like, the demon feeds on your trauma yep. and finds people with trauma. And it's like, yeah, I know. First of all, that I want to talk about that as well is that, again, this is about doing it worse, which is... Um, it's not only so overt, but it's also trauma is the go-to for horror, right? Yeah, and, it's the and easiest are... thing to not have anything really substantial to say. Yeah, so is smiles. The concept, the basic concept of this thing smiles at you. It's just like, oh, yeah, really? Uh, you might as well make it like a scary clown. Um, they don't even it's... really do it that much in the movie. Did you notice they don't. that? No, they for a don't. movie called Smile... They're so rarely are people smiling. <laughs> right. The one that pissed me off the most, and it's probably because it's I consider it one of the best horror movies recently, is they they go hard on it follows. So they mm-hmm. do the slow they do the slow pans and zooms, but again, rushed. They can't commit to them. Um, they also don't know when to do them. Uh, they do one where she's looking out the window and someone's staring at her from below, which is straight up it follows. Mm-hmm. But then they'll they'll do them at weird times, like the when they when they um, rip off terrified, the next shot is a slow zoom out. And like the, it follows uses that for the idea of voyeurism and tension. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't do it for any motivated reason in this. They just um, do it. In, in that, sh- that spot they did because it was panning out to show her nephew watching her freak out in the car from oh, the inside. Oh, that's a good point. Cause they, they do were, it a few times when she the buys most subtle thing they do in the movie is the idea she, that she's traumatizing her nephew. And it's not even subtle because she literally gifts her nephew a dead cat and then yes. has a conversation with her sister where her sister flat out says you have traumatized Jackson. I definitely want to anyway, talk about the dead cat scene. Dead cause that cat, was, I belly God. laughed. I belly laughed in that scene. <laughs> God. Um, they but clearly like, okay, didn't tell the kid what he was holding up because it's a, it's a digital yes, cat. It's a it's clearly CGI. And, yes. uh, and so and the kid's performance is does not make any sense. For yeah, what actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this movie thinks we're dumb too. By the way, because the oh, thing maybe, that made me yeah, laugh probably. in that scene is so in, in the lead up she's like where's mustache have anybody seen mustache which is her cat and mm-hmm. we know it's her cat because we see her feeding her cat earlier uh in a weird like jump scare they do the they do the thing where they try to make cuts scary for mm-hmm. no reason they do like jump scare cuts of her like eating chips and her like opening a can and it was like oh you're trying to get pack it in huh um but then so she's like where's mustache uh, then they do they do a scene where her she buys her nephew's toys and they do the it follows thing they drop the audio they do this voyeuristic looking in on the store, um, which again I don't understand like I I think the only reason they do it is because they know it's in other horror movies but then um, she the the nephew opens his gift and it's the dead cat and it's very clearly digital and she starts crying and grabs the cat and she's like oh my god and then the movie cuts to a tight shot. Of the cat's collar saying mustache. And it was like, yeah, no, I know movie. We understand. <laughs> I know it's the cat. You don't we have to do that. Is. But they think we're very dumb. And that's like everything is kind of stemmed from that, which is like they spell it out. But then she stumbles back into a coffee table, yep. smashes through it, and then sits for a moment in silence and starts screaming uh, wordlessly like a toddler. <laughs> like a toddler who got hurt and that made me laugh so fucking hard there's it's a few real times extreme. yeah there's a few times where she just wordlessly screams like while just standing there 
in in fact, there's the ending, which is um, a tall monster, which is straight out of I don't know, Mama or Wreck. Well, didn't that have one? There's a mm-hmm. few tall yeah. monsters. Yep. It's another cliche. And the thing peels its face off while she just stands there and screams. And I found that very funny. <laughs> and then her uh, her boyfriend just stands there while she takes like 20 seconds to light herself on fire. Right. He really does not make much of an effort to intervene. Yeah. And then the ending credits song is a happy song, old timey, like a lot of horror movies, except it, I don't think there's any. It's the lollipop it's song, the lollipop. I believe. It did, there's, there doesn't seem there's to be no, any thematic connection exactly there. the connection is horror it's an movies do this. song yeah so let's do it too yeah. and that's what it all comes down to is it felt like the entire movie was just the director going well horror movies do this so i'm gonna do it too i'm not mm-hmm. gonna think about why i'm doing it i'm just gonna do it because also I, go ahead. going to the cabin at the end is final destination it wasn't even, it wasn't even a cabin it was their house like that yeah. that that blew my mind like that's that's supposed to be their childhood home. And so this movie is so obvious that in the end, the end of the film, the film's climax is she literally goes back home to confront what happened. Right. To the um, most haunted looking house. Right. And then it's lights in the a middle single of the lantern. fucking woods. Right. And it's like, go to a hotel. Well, get room service. Watch TV. Because at that point, she wants to be isolated. And it's like, yeah. why would you go to there? That's the worst place to go. Well, because she has to face her face her demons, face her trauma. I guess. And that, you know, that was the site of it. So she has to go confront her mother's okay. ghost and what she did. But the thing that blew my mind about this is that we see it in flashbacks. It's just like a regular suburban house. Right. But then now, for some reason, it's out in the middle of the woods. Right. <laughs> it looks like yes. a haunted cabin. Also, she doesn't have to confront her demons in terms of like she does like thematically, but we we sort of brushed upon this. The so another big issue with this, you texted me mentioning this. Why would she think that's what she had to do? Because quite frankly, there's no rules. Unlike the movie It Follows, unlike a lot of good horror movies, there's no rules to what the demon wants or is doing. They don't even give her... A, they, they literally say, like, it's like five to seven days <laughs> is what they right. say. Like, So yeah. it's like they can't even agree on, like, a hard timetable. Yeah. And what the demon does in that time, it's, it's that thing that a lot of horror movies do that are bad is there's no rules to the demon, so it does the hit follows stuff. It does the hereditary stuff. It just sort of jump scares her when it needs to. It does random things. It appears in audio. Um, it... it does hallucinations it physically attacks her and it's like what is it what does it want does it have any consistency and so they have the audacity to do like a fake out ending where she like burns her house down and it's like why would that solve it nothing in the movie said that would solve it so why are you trying to make me think that would solve it um because they don't there's no rules there's just no rules whatsoever yeah and it keeps doing the thing because there's no rules we don't really know what the demon wants it does the thing that the Slenderman movie did, which I think we covered. Um, yeah, we did. Where it's every time she gets cornered by this monster, which happens a lot in the movie, the the scene ends and it'll just cut away. It's like, oh, let her get away again. Right. And so like, yeah. there's, what, there's what this idea. They never explain this. So I guess it's I'm supposed to assume that it's kind of like a Pennywise situation where he's like fattening her up, so to speak, with, with, right. with little scaredy poos before he eats her. But like... It doesn't make any sense. So right. after a while, 
which I don't know. I, I kind of went back and forth on it because some of the fake outs I thought were a little interesting and kind of unexpected. Um, I guess just because I wasn't thinking about it as, as hard. Um, right. But then other times it just, it can be like, you'll be, it's, it starts to, after a while, it starts to eliminate the tension because you realize, well, we're only uh, 70 minutes into this two hour movie. That's another thing. It's right. a little too long. Um, yes. So I know that this is not the end. Like she's going to get out of this scene again. They're just going to either buy this back with a, by doing the, oh, none of that really happened. She's still just standing in one place. Or they're going to have the monster just the cut away and, and she's just in her car again, safe from the monster. Right. There sure is a lot of hallucinations in this. Yeah, so there sure is. is a lot of just, again, what does the... There's a part where she goes to the hospital uh, and kills a man in front of uh, Cutner Cal from Penn. us. Yeah, <laughs> Cal And he Penn. pulls his face off. And he pulls his face off. And, 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 uh, and then they just cut and she's back in her car and I was like, okay, so that's a new thing that the demon apparently can do. Yeah. Like, was she imagining that? Was that a, did she fall asleep? What was it? And it, it it's the whole movie is that where it's like, again, very obvious. So they, they, so they do the, it follows scene where someone has to explain, this is actually a good uh, example of why I, why this movie is all the movies, but worse. Um, it, so she's a therapist. Um, and a patient goes to her at the beginning and says, this thing is following me. I can see it. It looks like other people. It's basically literally all the things the demon from it follows is explained, except it's a patient explaining it to a therapist, which is as basic as you can get for this kind of exposition. Compare yeah. that to it follows, which did it with this guy tying her up who is like passed it on to her and it was like, I pass this on to you. And in the scene, she has to deal with the demon terrifying fucking scene. Mm -hmm. uh, and so you take these two things, which is like, how do we get this exposition out? I don't know. Just have the person explain it to a therapist. Uh, and, and like, that's just, again, the most basic way of doing it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's real cliched and basic. Right. Um, but so they set out these rules there. Which is like, it looks like other people, it's a way. So I thought like, oh, they're going to constantly be doing the it follows idea. Yeah. Which is like, she'll be in a crowd, she'll see someone smiling and run away. Mm -hmm. But then it doesn't do that, like you said before. It just does like a bunch of other horror things that it are does, generic. It, it kind of does more poltergeist type stuff. Where right. it's like, you're, you're there, she's hallucinating most of the time. Right. Uh, it's, and it's so like, very okay, little so smiles in this movie. I was really right. astounded. <laughs> so like the question of course is like what is it where where does it even exist like it and it follows you know physically this that is it there it is and it's following um whereas this it's just like it's it's that thing where it's like it's just like a presence and like what is the presence i don't know is it floating around her is it watching her what is it Be like they never explain that and then at the end it just physically f shows up and it's like wait where you climbs the inside her mouth Right, but it's like a physical thing at the end, and it's like, mm -hmm. where have you been? Did you? So, like, that's what it is, is that, again, it's someone's thinking, like, well, this is scary, so I'm going to do it. But they're not, there's no rules to it in a way that makes it um, uh, tense um, for yeah. the reason you're saying. So, like, they do, they do the YouTube scare. Um, the, where she's listening to like something and she has to crank it all the way out and up and the music drops. That was the most telling, like you knew a jump scare was happening. And then the jump scare is that the demon is like next to her 
And that was another example. Of, that was like the first scare they do where it's like, oh, so it's not like it's not possessing people. Like, it's just. Yeah. Right. It's just, yeah. It's just kind of there. And one of the things it will sometimes do is pose as another person and then start smiling like a jerk at her. Right. And like but other times creep. it'll just show up and go boo. And it's yeah. like also like, did she kill her own cat and put it in that? Put it I in think the. I think we're supposed to understand that. Yeah. Right, because then that's interesting, because that means the demon can possess her, uh, and you it's, think isn't that yeah. what the demon just needs? <laughs> isn't that all the demon needs? Why doesn't right, she kill it herself? It's, it has the it has the structure of drag me to hell, but not like the narrative justification. Right? It's like, why because, is this demon harassing her? Yeah, <laughs> like why? It's like why doesn't it just do what it does at the end, which is show up as a terrifying ten foot spindly beast? scare right. her fucking senseless and then just possess her and make her set herself on fire. It's right. like, why are we doing the song and dance for five days? Demon. If it, if it can possess her it to, for, to kill her cat, why didn't it make her light herself on fire then? Right. Why, or I why think is it, it like we need seven to seven to five days, depending on like business days, I guess. I don't know why it again, like I, this, the ring. If you remember seven days signified how long she had been in the well, there was a motivation for it. This is just, yeah. I don't know, like a week. Four days, a week sometimes. It's yeah. Like that's that's literally what they say. Um, oh, shit. I had a thought. Now it's gone forever. Oh, well. Oh, no. We're talking <laughs> about the rules and like it possessing her. Oh, right. Like, okay. I don't. I was going to say like this is, again, me doing some of the movie's work for it because it never explicitly says this. But I think you're supposed to understand that she hallu- she was like hallucinated. And if it made her see things rather than like directly possessed her to kill her cat. Like, she probably thought she was doing something else. Right. They should have a scene showing that then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, remember the fucking... There's multiple jump scares about beeping. Her alarm goes off. Mm -hmm. Why did her alarm go off? Did that matter? And then the phone rings, uh, and they're trying to jump scare us. We haven't talked about her sister and her boyfriend, who are just cartoonishly terrible. Like, the first conversation (laughs) is with her sister is how much it sucks that she's a doctor. Right. It's like, what? They, it's it's like the second or third scene, and they, it's it's a way to get some, a bunch of exposition out about kind of who they are and what their relationship is. But the way they do it is they're out at dinner, and it's just her sister and her sister, sister's husband shitting on every aspect of her life. Yeah, and her again, she she's a doctor at a, like a psych ward in a hospital. She has a very respectable job. She has a house, a very nice house. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's doing great. It, it's one of those things she, where it's she's like, engaged to A Train. Yes, she is. And it's one <laughs> things of those are things are going where, great. <laughs> right, where it's like why would people act like this about her life where they're like she's they're trying to make her like very vapid but it's so unsubtle. And then her fiance just like dumps her the moment she's experiences some trauma. He just leaves uh, the movie. That that was yeah. confounding. I didn't understand why they had both her fiance and her ex-boyfriend. I don't understand why that couldn't have been the same character. I, I because they wanted to do like the ring where they I, wanted yeah, to have I the guess. like side guy who was he just um, he just vanishes from the movie. At a, after a certain point, we just never see him again. Yeah, and I mean, good for him, I guess. He right? Escaped. Yeah, A Train got the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's just it's it's uh, overall it's just it's so unsubtle, and I felt just generally insulted by this movie because I feel like this movie, it didn't care. Uh, and that's what, again, going back to what Bloom said, it feels like it, it, 
it's this movie that it it did the the least the most minimal effort it just pulled from other horror movies it has this like this generic villain that doesn't have any rules it just it uses smiles it uses trauma, all the lowest of low-hanging fruit, and yeah. then it just throws it at the audience in the least subtle way, in the most insulting of ways. Every shot, every piece of dialogue, every character is just so obvious in the way that they get out the exposition and the scares that it's like, I feel like, I, I don't want to speak for Jason Bloom, but I feel like you watch a movie like this in the popularity, you're like, oh, okay, so like, we're hitting like, you know, the the point where it's elevated horror, it's like how Scream and then everybody was doing Scream sequels, right? Right. Um, this is like, the uh, this is the end result of elevated horror is like the most cynical version of that, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it could get more obnoxious with it, like so, <laughs> something more in the direction of like it comes at night where it's just like one camera in a single room and it's just like there's a right. monster in the corner and it's very moody and you never see anything and <laughs> then the movie 100 percent, they could keep but yeah I, I totally i totally get what you're saying yeah I, I i i and i also get that like i think there is talent in this director yeah i don't think there's talent in the writing which happens to also be the director yeah but i think this was a very lazy film regardless of that talent well i think this, this was a short film i'm almost positive uh yeah, so let me it was before i based on a short film but i don't know how close to the short film it was gotcha um, that's what so i was reading i suspect kind of like lights out that he just really didn't have a feature length idea Mm -hmm. So ultimately, this movie is just kind of borrowing things from other movies in this right. weird potpourri. <laughs> and again, borrowing tactics, which really yes. bums me out. Um, and again, it's it's so there's this element of like, and I'm sure people listening might have already thought of this, is that like horror builds on each other. Like the same way you could argue Tarantino, a lot of like not everything he does is stealing. A lot of it's no. like, yeah. We, we we take from each other, or the industry does, directors do, because that's how it grows and builds. This it doesn't feel like the case for me. It really doesn't. It feels like this director watched these films and just took the things. Because as we're saying, it's in the exact same context every time. Right. It's, it's the, not just the idea of the scares. It's like the identical situation. Yeah. And it, it says a lot about how broad the villain is. That they mm -hmm. can just do that, just pull from everything. Um, it's just generic horror. Uh, yeah. It's it's scary movie without the comedy. <laughs> but but serious. Uh, yeah, it's just let's take scary yeah. movie without the jokes. Hey, that's just scary movie. Oh, <laughs> um, I want to watch scary movie. Yeah, probably. Yeah, and then the character <laughs> is also like again, she's just very like when she goes to her sister to tell her she was cursed and rambled. The one thing this movie had going for it that I thought at the beginning was the idea that she's a therapist dealing with people who are coming in to the hospital under the most um, awful conditions. Mm -hmm. Like the idea is she's seeing people at their worst day, right? That's how it yeah. starts. Mm -hmm. um, and so I thought like, okay, what would be interesting is if she took a breath and realized that and like tackled this from a very logical standpoint, but they don't do that. She just turns into a puddle. It's just, a you know what I mean? Too, yeah. Yeah. Where it's like, I kind of want to see a version of this where a character goes like, okay, I'm going to keep calm and I'm actually going to 
Like I, I like the idea of someone who's like actually formidable, but there's no, there's no point in this movie where you feel like she just like crumbles. She just does everything it, she that gets, she knows she shouldn't do. Right. It feels like she gets blown around kind of like it's, yeah. Um, I, the, it's not a bad performance. I think she sells it well. Um, Everybody in this is doing fine. Not an easy part. Cause most of this movie, she is like absolutely terrified. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is kind of, it, it is. A, I, I wish they would have done a little bit more with that idea for yeah. sure. Um, the you're going to die scene remained very bad to me. That he's screaming that. Yeah. I, I, they I, gave it more context than the trailer, yeah. but it's still, the scene still just made me kind of giggle a little bit. I sort of appreciated that it's not really supernatural. It's just like, this is a ill man and, and she's in the state that she's in and he's screaming something uns- yeah, upsetting at the top of his lungs. I didn't they reveal, mind the idea of it. But when but, she calls in the orderlies, he's sleeping. So it is right, a hallucination. Yeah. It is a hallucination. But yeah. it doesn't seem like it in the moment, if that right, makes they sense. Right, they gave it context. Um, yeah. Because th- this character, you probably saw him in the trailer, he's saying that earlier. That's his mm-hmm. whole like thing. Yeah. Um, but it still didn't, I didn't find it scary. Also, yeah, wild unnerving i think is, yeah. is more what i felt there wild to me that that's what cutner decides to give her a break for she should have already been on leave right like her patients Sir- her throat in front of her yes and then they're like see you tomorrow <laughs> yeah you'd at the very least have to fill out a lot of paperwork right uh it's just that certainly was, after that was she silly. gifted her nephew her dead cat and then crashed through the coffee table at a child's birthday party right. certainly her loved ones would have been like, you need to be in, in the hospital for a little that bit. That was so fucking funny. Dead cat, of course, being another horror trope, but just that the cat was so obviously CGI. Uh, the, the kids holding the sh- it up like a, like a trout. Yeah. It's very shot, funny. <laughs> the close up of the, the close up of the collar. And then her falling through was this like triple whammy that I like, I belly laughed. It was so fucking <laughs> it's escalated funny. so far. Yeah. And then yeah, certainly yeah. the rest of the movie couldn't have happened after that, right? Like if your right. if your sibling came over to your child's birthday party and that happened, like you wouldn't just let them go home. Right. There's a lot of characters just being like, well, see ya. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> or there's something seriously people. wrong here. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird this person uh, the way people out. act. People I know act. everyone is so dismissive of her because they can't they they're don't tr- accept that she's being haunted, but it's like, well, they're not even really trying to help her. And she's not trying to convince people. She co- really, she yeah. successfully convinces the cop in yeah. a very specific way. She, she, she does this thing that she, she could do for everybody. Like she goes to her sister and she's like, I'm cursed. Look at these pictures of dead people. And the sister's like, no, she could sit her down and be like, just listen to me. So I tracked a series of suicides. I'm not going to show you pictures, isn't right. this weird? Because it, it trails all the way to me. And yeah. that makes me very scared. And now I'm seeing things like she can make it like, and that's what I wanted to see because it would have been really interesting. Um, but she just becomes a blubbering mess. Um, they're trying to, sh- they're trying to make an observation about how people treat you. Yes. When you have like mental health issues or trauma, they're just not doing a very good job. at. I it. think they're also, she lashes out. She starts lashing out progressively more and more and in ways that it's not, it's usually not totally deserved in the film. So I think it's also trying to make a comment about how if, you know, if you're not dealing with, with things, then you're going to end up 
lashing out and and and, right. and harming uh, people around you. I think yeah. that's what it's trying to say there. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's again, it's all very loud. Remember yeah. the the what I called the roar cut. She uh, is in the bed. Roar cut. Yeah, she's in bed, and they do another horror shot. They do the thing where the camera turns a lot. Like, um, I think. Uh, what did that conjuring or insidious it's a james wan shot they're they're ripping off james wan a lot with the cinematography where she's in bed and there's like the her mom standing in the hallway behind her Mm -hmm. uh and then it just that you hear a roar that i don't know if the mom made it and i don't know what happens that scene because they cut to her standing in traffic and the car is like almost hitting her and and it i think so at first i thought did she teleport because she looks very surprised, but it's two different things happening. That just happens to be a scene that we jump into where she walked in front of traffic accidentally, and we don't see the lead up. They're trying again. They do a lot of cut jump scares, which is to me when a movie is very desperate. I think um, they're they're trying to insinuate that she's losing time, right? I don't know because she never comments on it. She doesn't. She's just pretty bewildered <laughs> and I was like, by it. Yeah, and I was like, wait, did, do you not remember what happened between those two scenes? Because she just sort of continues about her day. Yeah, like, I think she just goes true. to her sister's house after that, and she's like, hi. And she knows why she's there. So Yeah, I just lost I, half a day. Right, so I don't think that's actually what's happening. I think it's just a cut within the film that's designed to make you go, ah. Like when they cut to her eating chips loud after the, the after the scene after this, mm-hmm. which was also made me laugh because it means that she saw her sister's head turn and then she went and got a burger and it was like, huh, all right. <laughs> yeah, she she's is just fucking she's just grubbing out on in a the burger. parking lot. Yeah, she's yeah. just fucking... <laughs> and there's this element Dropping of like an I elbow would, on that hamburger. I really, right. I it really enjoyed that scene. <laughs> I would, yeah, that was very funny. I wish the movie did something with her character progression, whereas like, oh, she was getting more nihilistic or something with this. You know, I like think that's what they're suggesting because she's a little, right. she's a little harried and kind of frenzied when she's eating her uh, right, sandwich. But they they yeah. don't. There's no like progression of the character. Really. You know what it I mean? Just, yeah, I, I I agree. It, it's very abrupt. She's whatever they need her to be. Yes, to yeah. do the thing. Yeah, yeah, and that's common in horror movies like this. Yeah, yeah. This is just. Uh, uh. Oh, there's one more thing I had written down just because I thought it was funny. Oh yeah, um, where she says, um, when 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 she, when one of the, the 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 guy from the trailer, it's like who says you're gonna die, she's gonna die, everyone's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Um, when she is hallucinating that he's freaking out, she calls for help. Um, in the hallway, and she says, "We have a patient who's fifty-one fifty. Now, fifty-one fifty is not a medical term. That's legal code. That's that's right. a, that's an involuntary hold on a person who is uh, in having a mental health crisis for seventy-two hours. <laughs> it's not even the right code, is what I'm hearing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not only is it not a medical term, but it's not describing the kind of help she's calling for right now. Yeah. Because it kind of seems like this guy is already there on a fifty-one fifty. Exactly. That's what. That's why he's there. That's why he's there. Yeah. It's just so lazy. Yeah. It, it's one of those films that's so very lazy, and it really, like, I had fun watching it because it was so lazy, and I I was laughing a lot. But it it's one of those that like it definitely bothers me that it got the success it got 
because of how lazy it was where it's like i think of a movie like lights out where we were in the theater together where the audience erupted in laughter halfway through <laughs> yeah um they just it was it was like a dam breaking it was so funny where yeah. like everybody like collectively was like this movie sucks right and that movie <laughs> bombed and that movie like you know we we all kind of moved on this should have been that it's based off a very simple gimmick like you said that didn't they don't have anything but because they were able to kind of grift their way through the movie I think it's it's like designed for like people who were born yesterday. Like it's designed for teenagers, <laughs> br- you know? Brutal, Dave. But yeah, you're right. It's designed yeah. for And look, it's fine. I mean, it's it, I it offends me a little bit creatively. It um, really, yeah, it does. T- I felt insulted by the movie. Yeah, but like it's, you know, it's it's fine. I understand why it did well and why people liked it. Um I saw I it know. for free. Yeah, I like that's the thing. I saw it for free on streaming and I'm like that's fine. Like I honestly like if you're curious, it's it, if you like trash because people like trash. Yeah. I like trash. This is this um, is a this is a movie that you would have fun watching with friends. I think. Yeah, but as as like something, it helps that I didn't see this in theaters. It helps that I waited till the hype came down because mm-hmm. there was a little hype around it. Yeah, for um, sure. And it, it's sort of that where it's like that response. I find very offensive because <laughs> I'm just like, that's such, it's such an obvious grift. Um, I, again, um, so watch Witch in the Window, watch Marianne, watch It Follows, watch Hereditary, uh, watch mm-hmm. The Ring, um, uh, watch, I guess, uh, anything with spindly people in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, spidery watch, people. Spindle yeah, bros. watch Barbarian, which also does the end credits song, uh, but Barbarian better. Rules. Um, and also does the big tall person. Um, I even watch Devil, I guess. Watch the things that this stole from, because those are way better. For I mean, some of them, you know, it's it's a matter of I opinion. I mean, Devil, I had a similar experience in the theater where we, we Devil is a very silly laughing. movie, yeah. But you know what I mean, which is like, yeah. for better or for worse, watch the movies. Terrified, definitely watch Terrified. Definitely watch Terrified, not, that one rules. I mean, you could watch Terrifier too, but it's not the same movie. I don't like that one, um, yeah. That's yeah. that's kind of terrified. a slasher. Terrified, yeah. yes. Watch Evil Dead. Watch the movies. Definitely watch Witch, Witch in the Window, because that's one I don't think a lot of people have seen. Um, watch yeah, the movies sure. that this person stole from, especially the smaller movies, and enjoy those movies more than this, uh, is my... Yeah thought on this sure for sure i agree with that yeah um Dave, and then can you, can you hear me can you hear me smiling oh I'm, no are I'm you smiling. smiling i'm smiling because i now think that's I'm a smiling. sode now you're yeah, that's smiling a... <laughs> that's i'm gonna kill sode. i'm gonna kill this podcast in front of you yeah this movie did it made me laugh so therefore it made me smile <laughs> that's true yeah yeah i think i smiled more than the movie did right you know who else makes me smile is barry to math yeah you, barry. yeah they do thank you Thank you. Um, and this was through our Patreon. So if you're interested, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, mm. Fox Muller's Maniac, mm. Star Trek The Next Futurama, or Spielboys. Mm. Mm. Uh, we also have a tier where you watch movies with us every Friday night. We have a sure whole do. Discord community that's great. Lots of smiles on there. Yep, we, so check we, it we, out. We, we deal in smiles, Dave. Yeah, we sure do. Um, and trauma. And trauma. Yeah. We pass the cycle of trauma. That's us. Uh, we also have a store. You can head over to gameplayunemployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store 
which has all kinds of cool original artwork and, and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your grinning peepers onto that. Mm-hmm. An R.I.P. mustache. Oh, man, mustache. The you deserve funniest. better. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, if a cat dies and I burst into laughter, that's a bad sign. You, you have failed <laughs> as a film. Yeah. yeah. My goodness. It, it looked like he'd landed a trout. <laughs> like it really he's did. just holding the CG cat. And it was like a Disney CGI. Like, it was really, yeah. like, it was, oh, it, it really did feel like they wanted to get the juice without upsetting people. So the yes. cat, like, looks weird and you don't ever really see it. You just see it from behind. Just use a dummy cat. Let yeah, the little kid a hold cat. a dummy cat. <laughs> yeah. And if the kid asks why, say, well, listen, your he's parents, sleeping. It's be- <laughs> he's sleeping and your parents don't care enough uh, and they let you be in this movie. So, yeah, you know. your parents want money. Yeah, exactly. So hold this fake so, dead cat. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and cry, damn it. Cry. Yep. And sit there and wonder whether or not it really is fake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Action. Children. 